The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hump day. We're halfway there. It's 110 degrees in here. It is. It is. I can feel the beads coming down my forehead. I've been in here for two and a half minutes. Welcome to my world. Welcome to being a 48-year-old woman, Brad. There you go. Um, interesting. So we're talking with um, um, Heather and Lacey from the EPS um, the last half hour. We got talking about the other jobs that you kind of thought that you might have wanted to do in your lifetime. Uh, oh, by the way, this is producer Brad. Hello. Hey, Brad. Uh, did you have... Other ideas, because I had mentioned at one point I had thought about being a police officer. I actually thought about leaving television. So I was a television news anchor for, at this point, 12, 13, 14 years. And I thought, okay, you know what? I wanted to become, I thought about it. Um, and then for a number of reasons, didn't do it. But did you ever have something else that you wanted to do? Well, I'll take uh, that one step further. I actually went to school to become a police officer. What? Yeah. How did I, I was, not know that? I don't know. Maybe it's just, well, it's, I never finished. Okay. So it's something that I don't really ever so bring up. You went to school. Like, what did that mean? I went to, to police, uh, to police foundations in Ottawa. Okay. I completed my first year with, uh, unacceptable grades. Oh. Uh, and I mean, you can take a guess as to why I wanted to be one. My father Your was. Your dad's a police officer. And I, you know, I, I, I was really interested in his career. And I, when I went to school, I just wasn't in a place personally where I felt I could achieve <laughs> those goals. Uh, a little distracted, let's say. Oh, uh, yeah, and, okay, I get what you're but saying. But at yeah. the same time, also realized that it just... As much as I wanted to be like my dad, I was never going to be him or be like him. Did you feel that there was uh, pressure on you to become a police officer? He never wanted me to do it. No. No, he and he knew why I wanted to do it. And he had set quite a high standard. And yeah. I think he saw where I was personally and how I was acting at 19 and 20. And I just wasn't going to cut it. Mm. So I decided to drop out. I worked for, you know, a year and a half just jobs mm -hmm. uh, not going to school and then I went into radio. Chetville, when you were growing up, what did you want to be and what job do you end up having now? I think that's an, always an interesting question because um, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I was a kid. I thought maybe a teacher and I was like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I remember being a kid kid wanting to be an archaeologist, I think because I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark when I was like 10 years old. And of course, that wasn't going to happen. And it wasn't until uh, a teacher in high school suggested, why don't you go into broadcasting? Uh, you talk a lot. It, it, and, and, and always said, you know, I'm not ever going to get by on my grades. I was an average student, but said, you know, you, you like to talk, you're inquisitive, that sort of stuff. So think about that. And that's how it started. That's how I ended up, uh, I don't know, a few years later going to college to be this and, you know, 30 years later, a career that I've made out of it. But at no time, you know, when I was even 14, 15, 16, 17, I, I had no idea what I wanted to be. No, and I go back to even grade five and six. Mm. One of my teachers said, you have such a loud voice. And I'd always get in trouble yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. They'd always hear me. Yeah. And he said, you need to use your voice one day. Ah. And I, there was a broadcasting course in high school that I took. And it was very simple, mm -hmm. right? You're doing morning announcements yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. You're not reporting breaking news. <laughs> but... I just, during that time off when I was working after my failed attempt at becoming a police officer, I just started thinking about those things and what it would be like and uh, applied, got in. And, yeah. I, you know, it sounds so lame and cheesy, but 
that first day that I went to school, I fell in love with it. Yeah. And it's been, for me, eight years now in this career. Yeah. So. It, and that was the thing, because I never did super well in, in school. And it wasn't until I went to college and, and knew that I was in love with this. When I first got in there, I'm like, this is what I want to do. And I finally did really well in school. That's like me. I was, yeah. I, I don't want to say awful. I mm-hmm. was very average, maybe a bit below average. Yeah. Math, science, not for me. I, I like geography and oh, history yeah. and things like I that. Liked. Yeah. But those, those, let's say, tougher subjects, not a chance. But then all of a sudden I get to college. It's like, woohoo! And I'm, I'm running home to yeah. show my parents my yeah. my quote-unquote report card for the yeah. semester, and it was just outstanding. They'd never seen anything like no, it. No, either did my parents. <laughs> and it's, it, you know, and, and my mentor in college, her name's Nikki Burns. She ran the program uh, at Confederation College for years and years and years, and we're still close. And I don't know what I would have done without her, but she was just uh, an amazing woman. You want to talk about a woman with an incredible voice? Oh, my gosh. She could read you the phone book and you'd listen to that for about two hours. Um, Richard says, I wanted to be a marine biologist and I'm a pipeliner now. True story. Ha ha. Uh, This one says, as a kid, I wanted to be a pilot. 45 now and I'm a plumber. I appreciate that. Uh, Moral of the story, if you try something and fail, there's always radio. (laughs) You got it. Well, not really. Not really. Um... Uh, easy answer. I wanted to be an astronaut. I have known since they selected Chris Hadfield from the same group. I would not. Hasn't changed my goal one bit, though. Interesting. Um, my son wanted to be an assassin when he was 12. You make lots of money, you travel the world, and you don't have to take crap from anyone. He's, an, he's now a high school physics teacher. <laughs> Talk about opposite sides of the spectrum. Love it. Uh, Gary, who loves Cher, says, I thought about the RCMP, but really wanted to become a pilot in the Royal Canadian Air Force. And then this one says, I just wanted to party till I was 40 and then die of old age. Because at the time you thought 40 was old age. And now you realize that 40 is just the beginning of the best time of your life. Well, I'm not quite there yet. I'll take your word for it. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Hey, I mean, I'll take a subtle shot when I can. You, t- <laughs> you were giving me, you were giving me shots. I remember that day we had that band on the on one of our boards, and you were giving me grief for I didn't know who they were. Glass Tiger. That's it. Glass Tiger. You had Ti- there no you idea who Glass Tiger was. There Do you, you know who Glass Tiger is? Oh, there's no oh, chance they his do. Head. Oh my gosh. They're seven or eight years younger than me, but, but what can I say? I don't know what to tell you. I know, I know, but it's that's kind of like. Well, kind of. Kind of like Canadian music royalty. Kind of. Very, very low royalty, but, you know, more like a a knight or a lord, not a <laughs> king or a queen. But you know what I mean? Uh, well. Glass Tiger. Do you know who they are now? Yeah, for okay. sure. Do you I, know who Honeymoon Suite is? I, oh, yeah. I've seen them before. I've seen them at a small town fair outside Ottawa. No word of a lie. <laughs> they're still they're playing them there again this year, guaranteed. Oh yeah. Along with Trooper. Along with Trooper and oh, <laughs> uh, what's the other one? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't. But there's those like oh half yeah, a dozen they do the rounds that do the circuit. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, Glass Tiger was uh, again. That was what year was that? You guys, that was eighty four, eighty three, eighty four. You don't forget me when I'm gone. That see, tune. See, and I didn't know the band, but then I put on their music. 
and I did recognize the music. I just couldn't put the band mm-hmm. with the song. It was interesting. I was picking new uh, music for the show today. Spent some time going for the intros and the extras and had talked, uh, you know, with Chadville about, you know, give me some good good hunks of instrumentals that you thought would be really, really good. And um, I keep going back to the classics. I oh, keep yeah. going back to, I saw you know, your list. With, uh, Clapton and ACDC and, you know, that sort of stuff. And I try to find some newer stuff and I'm like, it's not really there. It's just not really there. Um, April Wine, Loverboy, Prism. April Wine. Yeah. That was the one on the tip of my tongue. How about this one? Says Jay. It's Alain here. I always wanted to be a police officer. I had an uncle in the EPS. I was a communications officer, a 911 operator in Calgary. And it's there that I found out that I couldn't do the shift work physically. I was not well for those 18 months. Now I'm doing something I said I would never do. I'm an administrator or a secretary. But there's still hope, even though I'm over 50. Well, congratulations. Harlequin, Streetheart. That's what we need to do. We need to have one big Canadian music festival of all of these bands and all of us relive our our high school and college days. I'm sure those bands would have no problem doing that. Oh, they might be available. Yeah. So we've been talking about it on the show this afternoon uh, during the newscast, and you've, you've heard about this, and just want to give you a little bit of background before we get to our, our guest. A Southern Alberta police officer caught on video repeatedly running over an injured deer will not be charged. So Alberta's police watchdog investigated, along with the help of Fish and Wildlife Officers and the Alberta Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. The Alberta Serious Incident Response Team says the Lethbridge City Police Officer responded to reports of an injured deer on a road the night of January 5th. Acert said the officer, who was working alone on a busy shift, determined that the young female mule deer needed to be euthanized but was left with a pool of bad options. The watchdog says the officer was reasonable in deciding not to use his gun because a bullet might ricochet and hit a person and says other options may have prolonged the animal's suffering or put the officer's safety at risk. And it goes on to say in the, in the uh, decision that I have in front of me that the officer's decision to prioritize the very real risk of potential injury to a person over the deer will always be the correct one. With the benefit of hindsight, it's obvious that the decision to kill the deer using the police vehicle was problematic. It did not work as the officer had intended. The deer's ability to move and the inability of the officer to clearly see where the vehicle tires were in relation to the critical organs of the deer frustrated the attempts to cause fatal injury. That having been said, no method is or was perfect and complications or problems occur that did not render the officer's conduct criminal or unreasonable. So that is, um, you know, the, the follow-up, the decision in that case. Joining me this afternoon, Karen Nelson, a board member with Voice for Animals Society. Karen, uh, I can just bet that um, that 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 decision doesn't sit well with you in in your organization at all. No, actually it doesn't, as you can well imagine. And thanks for having me on your show this afternoon. So, you know, having read that, you know, I, I mean, as they said, no, no option was ideal given the circumstances. What would the organization would have wanted? What would what, what would have your organization wanted to happen? Well, certainly humane euthanization in this case would have been preferred. Um, 
and I realized there were problems with, uh, you know, the officer being alone. Um, my Some of my concerns are things that jump out at me from this uh, ruling and this case. Uh, we've been following it for a while now. Yeah, of course. Um, there that there was no attempt at fish and wildlife contact mm-hmm. um he not didn't even try to contact anybody um and the um i had contacted um the acert organization to ask them to get animal welfare and um, animal advocacy groups on board to help with the investigation they did uh, approach the Alberta SPCA mm-hmm. and Alberta Fish and Wildlife, and unfortunately, both of those organizations are pro-hunting, pro-fishing, pro-trophy hunting, um, and pro-animal use. They do not fully represent the animals. Um, so I feel the investigation was biased. Uh, what do you hope? I mean, it's it's said and done now. No charges are going to be laid. Uh, moving forward, what do you want to see happen um, in, in cases like this in the future? Well, I think this is a clear, there's a very clear need for a change in our animal laws in this country to protect wildlife, to protect them as individuals. They are seen as commodities, as things. And, um, and, you know, then um, that attitude leads to actions like this. Mm. Certainly, um, I think we need to uh, find out who was the firearms expert in the um, investigation. It's very vague. And who was the wild, senior wildlife official. Um, a lot of the people who work for Fish and Wildlife are, as I said, hunters, trappers, anglers, um, and a lot of the people who work for Alberta SPCA are animal agribusiness people, hunters, uh, people who support animal use. I think we need to have more transparency and we need to have uh, more balance in both of those organizations. People should be calling the government um, and, and holding them accountable for improving our animal welfare standards in Alberta and across Canada. Karen Nelson from, she's a board member with Voice for Animals Society. Karen, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for your side uh, on this case. I appreciate it. Oh, and thanks for, thanks for having me. Um, to have a good afternoon. Take care now. Uh, a couple of texts coming in said, well, did the, the officer not have a knife? Yeah, the officer did have a knife, but also just determined that um, if you read the full report, that knife would have been um, just as awful for people to to watch or to have seen. Uh, when it comes to the firearm in this circumstance, um, and it says the officer's decision to prioritize the very real risk of potential injury to a person over the deal will deer will always be a correct one. And it goes on to say, while others, including other police officers, might have felt that they could have safely used a firearm in the circumstance, one needs only to look to Ontario to find a similar event where the opposite decision was made with almost catastrophic consequences. It goes on to talk about a case from 2015 where York Region Police responded to a call to uh, deal with an injured deer. The decision was made to euthanize the injured and suffering deer. Uh, After discussion, the decision was made to use a firearm. Police in the vicinity were moved out to what was believed to be a safe distance away. Uh, 
And the roadway was temporarily blocked to prevent traffic through the area. Even with those safeguards, listen to this, when the officer shot the deer, the bullet went through the deer, ricocheted off the cement sidewalk, and struck a 78-year-old man in the head, lodging between the skin and the skull above one of his ears. They go on to say it was nothing short of miraculous that the man had not been killed. Again, they wrap up this by saying with the benefit of hindsight, it was obvious that the decision to kill the deer using the police vehicle was problematic. It did not work as the officer had intended. Um, it goes on to say um, all this leads to their decision that it did not render the officer's conduct criminal or unreasonable. There's going to be uh, people on both sides of this, obviously. You can read the full report uh, at 630ched.com.